Can you imagine of all the churches we have, Protestant churches, and even the Seventh Adventist Church, there are certain things we believe and there's some things we don't believe. So what do you personally believe about the Bible? I was rather interested in finding out that there was a Gallup poll several years ago and uh, they did it for several years and they found out that nearly one third of Americans believe the Bible to be the actual word of God to be taken literally. All right? And just under one half believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. A little half. And only about 20% believe, that's of all the Americans in the United States, believe that the Bible consists of ancient fables, history, and legends recorded by men and men alone. You know, I was kind of pleased to read this report because nearly 80% of Americans have a strong faith in the reliability of the Bible. And I was rather surprised that in this country of science and secularism, it seems like we still are a nation that believes in the Bible. There's no question about it. However, I would like to find out if you and I are totally pleased and satisfied with what you and I believe about the Bible. What about the Bible? Do you trust the Bible? And how well do you trust it? What do you know about the Bible? How much do you know? And I was so happy that our head elder said, even himself, I wish I knew more about the Bible. I, as a pastor, I wish I knew more about the Bible. There's so much still to learn. In fact, I was very surprised to learn that when we get to heaven and on this earth made new, we will study God and his character throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity and will still be learning and learning and learning and learning forever and ever and ever. What a, what a pleasure it is. So by the standards of the modern bestsellers, the books that are made and, and sold, the Bible is different. Very much different. Very much different. And I want to just give you a little bit of how somebody analyzed the Bible. Are you ready for it? I hope it doesn't discourage you. Because the Bible is a long, quoting now, rambling and at times disorganized work. Just look at the Bible. It's not like a novel where you start, you finish, and you're done. It doesn't have a single easy to follow plot line. <laughs> it's made up of 66 separate documents 
by dozens of authors. That's different. Some of them are many chapters long, others only part of a page. Variety. It's not an ordinary book. Furthermore, it is a sort of a hodgepodge of styles, poetry, history, parables, personal letters, prophecy, complex theological discourse, genealogy, you know, so, so certain one begat that, begat that, and went on, and even some fantastic figurative narrative called Apocalypse. Not all parts of the Bible are easy to read. Even to this day, you have somebody read, and there's some words you can hardly pronounce. I mean, it's not like a novel. So it's no wonder that when you talk to people who love this book, they usually speak of studying the Bible. They don't read the Bible, they study the Bible. And that makes a little bit of a difference here. Rather than simply, you know, reading it. So the Bible came into being in an age without typewriters, printing presses, or, believe it or not, without any printing presses either. Some of the Bible parts were dictated, others passed along orally for multiple generations. Orally? Can you imagine people remembering and repeating it correctly? It was committed to parchment with quill pins in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, then copied and recopied hundreds of times. The Bible. Are you following? As these original languages ceased to be in common use, it was translated into hundreds of newer languages. The Bible. The question is, can we trust a book with a pedigree like that? That's the history of it. I think so. In fact, I know so. I've experienced it. So, though it has been written by human beings, it was not written like other books. Of all the books that you've ever read, that is not the kind of a book this is. The Apostle Peter made it very clear that holy men of God spoke and wrote as they were moved by God's Spirit. That is what makes a total difference. They were the writers 
but they didn't originate the ideas of what they were writing. Look closer and you'll see the remarks that in reality it was divine inspiration. And what's astonishing about the Bible that it is accurate even though it has multiple authors, adding it to where it was all written after some 3,000 years, as it were. And the Bible is very accurate. The Bible makes it very clear that it has the doors of salvation to everyone that believes in the Bible, even though this one writer explained what the Bible and its origin is. It's amazing. And this Bible, it is predicted to be preached to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. And that is exactly what's being done. That's exactly what's being done. And then we have the archaeology. It's amazing how archaeology has proven so many interesting things. And the Bible is full of it. To where it said something and people didn't believe it because it's not quite in the Bible or at least there's no history about it. And then archaeology discovered, oh yes, such as Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19, 1-28 was sort of dismissed as a just a sort of a mystical city that existed. But until the archaeological dig near the Dead Sea, it uncovered a ruin that matches the Bible description, including a layer of ash that, yes, Sodom and Gomorrah was in the Bible, and it's a true story. And then think of Another one, the archaeology has uncovered, and that was about King David and Pontius Pilate and the Jewish captivity. It's amazing. The Jer Jericho walls, all of that is in the Bible. And then you have Bible predictions. It's all there. The book of Daniel describes so many things, and it's a prophecy and Daniel 9, 25, 27, it says, he will put an end to sacrifice and offerings. And you remember all the offerings that were brought in the temple? It's day after day after day. And would you believe what happened? When Jesus was crucified, it was rent in twain and no more sacrifices. And all that is, and we're going to study all about that more in detail. And of course, you remember the prophecy of the 457 BC. Just touching on it. You will learn more about that one. So many things have happened. Daniel's prediction is correct. The Bible is correct. It is the word of God. Because Jesus was the Lamb of God who died to take away the sins of the world, John 1, 29. 
Just that simple. And are you and I ever happy? Should we know more about it? Absolutely so. In fact, David said that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalms 119, 105. David said that. And it applies to you and me. It is a light. Even though, as one writer put it, that's the pedigree, that's the origin, that's the history of the Bible. The Bible tells us how we, how we were created and why Genesis 1.26. It's beautiful, beautiful to think that all of us are made in the image of God. And yet, there are millions of people who don't believe that. They feel like they are here just by evolution. The Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, three on, is the basis of most laws on earth today. And look what's happening to some of those laws. And the Bible predicts that certain things are going to happen because there was war in heaven. Lucifer, who was made beautiful and to some degree in the image of God, I'm sure, as we were. And yet he chose not to trust God and went his own way. And the Bible tells us in John 1:14 that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus was born. And Jesus offered salvation to everyone that believes in him and trusts in him. And then think of all the fact that the book, the Bible, you can read it and read it and read it, but only when you get to know the author of this book can you understand it completely. So in the series, then we're going to try our best to see what pillars that we have. What is it that God is trying to tell us to remind us of his true character. And those are the pillars that we're going to look at and study. And incidentally, those of you who, are, who have chosen certain topics, I'm sure that you are aware that this book right here, Seventh-day Adventist Believe, is a tremendous book because it has a description of all the pillars that we believe in, the doctrines that we believe in. And that's important for you and me to understand and read and read whatever you can. And God will bless you as you continue to prepare your presentation in the form of a Bible study. So what do you believe about God? Now, the Bible, what do you believe about God? Who is he? What does he expect of us? And what is God really, really like? God told Moses that no man could see his face and live. 
think a God who told Moses, if you see his face, you cannot live. And yet we're going to see God face to face. When God made Adam and Eve and put them in the Garden of Eden, he walked with them. And they were righteous. They never sinned. That's the beauty of something that you and I are going to study about distinctly to prove to us what the Bible says about the true character of God. And all those pillars that you are going to study, that we're going to study, reveals more clearly what God is really like, what his character is. Seventh-day Adventists have really studied thoroughly the scriptures. God has led the foundation of Seventh-day Adventists and the discussion that they had in the early days and the prophecies that they read and looked at and their faith and belief in the fact that Jesus is coming soon. They even set a date. Man. Can you imagine their belief in the fact that Jesus was coming again? And then what literally happened? And God is so great. His love is so great. His kindness, his mercy, his grace, his justice, benevolence, purity, righteousness, peace. All the qualities of God are so wonderful and so beautiful. And as we study what God's character is really like, can you imagine that we're told that God now is trying to restore us back to his image, to be God-like? And as we study, we're going to see clearly what God is like, what he wants us to believe about here on earth, the state of the dead, what heaven is like, Jesus is coming again, the Sabbath, the Ten Commandments, all of those real issues, it's going to be interesting to see how you and I are going to study it. And then, of course, the most beautiful thing where God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish. And Jesus was given as a gift by God. And Jesus fulfilled all the requirements. And you and I don't have to be destroyed. We have no reason but to be saved. The evidence is all there. All we have to do is believe that God will truly help each one of us. So as we study, it's going to be very interesting, and I wish I could be here for every one of them, but the two churches that I have, there's a lot of things happening in the other church too. We'll tell you more about it. In fact, if I may just uh, mention something to you, and that is the quotation that Sister White gives us. Uh, it's very interesting. It says this. Um, okay. We have written uh, this book in, with the guidance of a clear, distinctive uh, uh, reminder, and that's this quoting. If you search the scriptures to vindicate your own opinion, you will never reach truth, Sister White says. In other words, if you have a preconceived idea and you are looking into the Bible to find out 
how you can prove what you believe, you'll never ever see the truth. Search in order to learn what the Lord says. If conviction comes as you search, if you see that your cherished opinions are not in harmony with the truth, do not misinterpret the truth in order to suit your own belief, but accept the light given. So those of you who are going to make presentations here, you have to study the subject that you have been assigned and you want to make sure that you don't have a preconceived idea of what it is, but study to make sure that God is leading you, guiding you, and you present the truth and nothing but the truth. Because you folk here deserve it, okay? Uh, opened mind and heart that you may behold wondrous things out of God's word, end of quote. In other words, 2 Peter 3.18 says that we should grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the only way for us to believe and have faith and have that build, that faith keep on building because we have sufficient evidence to prove the fact that God is always right and we have to learn at his feet. Uh, further, we are going to be having those studies because there is a doctrine that you and I have to understand and believe because it is the doctrine that defines the character of God. Look at, look at all the doctrines that we believe in, the pillars. When you, when you study it all at once, it opens up as to what God is really like. It's amazing. Even when we study at the beginning of how God created the heavens and the earth, the Garden of Eden, put Adam and Eve, made them in his own image, how he made them. And as you study this whole thing, you will say, this is, this is absolutely great. It, it kind of defines the real true character of God. Such knowledge is a Christian's only safeguard, only safeguard against what the Bible tells us is going to happen in the last days. And that is that there are going to be wolves seeking who they can destroy, devour. And that's why you and I have to know what God wants us to know in order not to be deceived. Even Jesus himself said, when people say Christ is in the desert, what did he tell us? Don't even go there. Don't get curious. There's so much more that you can learn by just keeping away from certain places. Especially in these last days. The Bible tells us that many will be carried away with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. Not by God. And that's why all of you that are going to be making presentations 
make sure that you're a child of God, being led by God, presenting what God wants you to present and the people need. And in order to do that, we must fully trust in God and his will. So, if I may just finalize by saying that this Bible and all the doctrines that you and I are going to study, the pillars that God wants us to know, should be Christ-centered. No question about it. And somehow see how this reveals more about what Christ is like. And Christ said that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. God will be great in revealing to us more of what we need to do. Secondly, this is to edify the church. You and I are the church. The building is just where the church is housed, if I may put it that way. And thirdly, that you and I have to preserve the truth and communicate this truth, the gospel, to everyone in this community, in our families. So God bless you all as you study the true pillars or the doctrines of the Bible. God bless those of you who will be teaching, preaching, sharing what God will inspire you to share. And I think it's going to be a most wonderful experience that this church will have. Thank you for the amen. And thank you, our head elder, Dan, for suggesting that we all study. So as the topics are printed, study at home. And if I may just challenge those of you that are going to be presenting, I think you should be open enough to say, are there any questions? And you in the audience have the right to ask certain questions to make sure that what is being presented is the truth and not the falsehood. Number one. Number two, that there is the truth, but as you ask questions, there will be more truth revealed by your participation. This church will become one in spirit and in truth, and what an experience we're looking forward to.